Another bowl MVP for Frank Gore Jr. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. All right, we'll get to the basketball here uh, a little bit later. We'll recap what happened on uh, Thursday and look ahead to this weekend. Uh, but yeah, but uh, Thursday was the East-West Shrine game, and Frank Gore Jr. made out again. He was the, is, was it the Lending Tree Bowl? I know it changed this year. I think it was the Lending Tree Bowl last year uh, that he was uh, the MVP on Southern Miss winning in Mobile. I think it's 68 Ventures now. And he did a whole goodbye to Southern Miss. I believe he's been invited to the Combine, uh, not to the Senior Bowl, so he took full advantage of doing well in the East-West Shrine game. It did take a little bit of a minute to get the box score, but we do appreciate them eventually posting it. Frank Gore on six carries had 87 yards, had 87 yards. Uh, more than half was on one carry uh, of 49-yard uh, touchdown run. Still, all right, so we get five carries. I mean, even if that's the case, it's, you know, five carries. He gets another, what, 38 yards? That's still pretty good. Uh, so he's had a phenomenal uh, career at Southern Miss, trying to follow in his father's footsteps, obviously. Probably could have left Southern Miss following last season. He could have gone pro. He could have transferred. And he stuck around. And obviously, Southern Miss didn't have the season that they were planning on having. Uh, they did come into Lafayette and took down the Cajuns. Uh, that's for sure. Played better towards the end. And they're bringing back the fighting Will Hall. So that is good to see. Uh, but I'm interested to see how Frank Gore Jr. does. Where does he go in uh, the draft? I presume he's a you know a day three guy. We'll see if if that is if he's moved up. And some of these guys, you got to get in the right system or in the right organization. For Tajay Spears from Tulane is a great example, right? He comes in behind Derrick Henry. And most likely, Derrick Henry not coming back to the Titans. And it's a whole new thing for the Titans. But Tajay Spears is, is the you know in-house running back right now for Tulane. Can Frank Gore Jr. find that spot to you know share responsibilities? And that's basically what Tajay Spears did uh, with Derrick Henry. Although we know, yeah, <laughs> you know Frank brings the super back. Uh, to the uh, to the backfield as well. He can throw it a little bit when and if uh, called upon. You know, Derrick Henry may have been like the last, uh, superback's the wrong term in this case, but predominantly one carrying the football 25, 30 times a game. We don't see that much anymore. You know, if you're getting 20 carries in a ball game these days, that's a lot, right? That football players, football teams, do their own load management, not because, mostly because they need the fresh guys 
at the end of the year, right? It's for their own good. It's not being done inherently for the betterment of the players. So they last longer in their career. Although that may be part of it, but it's more along the lines of it does us no good if we're running some guy 25 to 30 times a year and now we're playing an extra ball game. And now, you know, he doesn't have anything left in the tank come the playoffs. So we don't see that much. And we don't see it at all anymore. For the most part, everyone shares responsibilities. I'm not sure if the Patriots were one of the first ones to do that. Kind of, you know, from Antoine Smith to Corey Dillon to, you know, all the guys that they have now. They just kind of run through it. You know, even, you know, Kevin Falk was the third down back back in the day. Um, They had a couple of different guys when, you know, James White was the main running back. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Frank Gore Jr. does. He's obviously very talented. Uh, he, he excels when, you know, when the spotlight is on him, right? In the bowl game last year in Mobile, and it would be two years ago probably in Mobile, uh, as it turns out, and, uh, and the East-West uh, Shrine game. So, you know, congratulations to, to, to Frank. Uh, we do wish him all the best. It will be interesting to see where he uh, where he goes. And so we did talk to, interestingly enough, and, and you'll hear this from um, Kamani Vidal. We had a chance to talk to him, and it's, it's interesting because you, getting ready for an All-Star game is different than getting ready for the Combine, right? One, you're actually playing a game. The other one... You're not, and they're testing your strength, agility, size, and speed compared to seeing you doing it in in a game. Whereas Kamani Vidal, he was actually pretty honest, sort of giving it away. He's like, I've been, been training for the combine for the better part uh, since he's since the season wrapped up for Troy since the bowl game, and we're going with that. Whereas. You know, did Frank prepare for, I think he just got invited to the combine. You know, he's preparing to play in the East-West Shrine game, and that's different than getting ready to play, you know, ready to compete in in the combine. Uh, And so we'll see, you know, probably trying to shed some weight. You're trying to, you know, how to go about lifting, you know, you know, do the bench as many times as you can uh, and, and really trying to, you know, shave off a few tenths or hundredths of a second, uh, you really can't go from a four five to a four three, but can you be a four four five type of deal? Right, that's what you're looking for. So it'll be interesting to see how Frank Gore Jr. does. I think again, if he is going to the combine, I believe uh, that he is. But he absolutely had uh, another spectacular ball game. Did he catch? They did not. Oh, they he did he did get one target and he caught a pass uh, for three yards. Uh, also in the ball game, um, Jacob Cabote for the Cajuns. He played a little bit, didn't get much of a chance. Uh, three carries, 35 yards. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, uh, the, the East did not uh, run it nearly as much uh, as uh, the West. West ran it 31 times. The East ran it uh, 14 times. So a uh, good job there by Frank Gore Jr. Again, his final totals, what was it? Six carries for 87 yards, 
one 49 yard touchdown run. So, uh, very cool for him. And again, congratulations to Frank Gore Jr. And we'll see how he does in the upcoming draft. All right, let's take a timeout. When we do, App State stays hot, go on the road. Uh, in what was an interesting ball game, they take down Georgia State. We'll come back and talk to you about that right after this. We tell you about FanDuel. My voice just squeaked. Did, I, did it just squeak a little bit? Happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NFL. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, let's uh, look back to what happened on Thursday night in uh, the Sunbelt. App State stays hot. I think they've won. Have, have they won seven in a row? They have won seven in a row. They take down Georgia State 81-71. Uh, this game was tied at 30 in the first half, and that may <laughs> – Oh boy, these two teams were not very good for a lot of the first half. With 10.33 to go in the first half, so that's almost half of the first half, uh, it was 10-8. Chris Mantis from App made a jumper that tied the score up just before the 10-minute mark, and it had actually an and one. So it was 11-10 halfway through. I mean, this was, as Dickie Vitale would say, Brick City, baby. They neither one, neither team could hit a thing. Let's see if I got it. No, I don't have it from two nights ago. Uh, and I will say App State took a little bit of a lead. Let's see what their biggest lead was. They led by nine on a CJ Huntley dunk, 23-14. But, and um, 28-19, uh, uh, Trayvon Spillers uh, hit a jumper with 3.31 to go. But then Jaden Turner hit some threes, and the ball game was tied at 30. And then it got away from Georgia State and fast. App came out hot. Again, tied at 30. Uh, it took two and a half minutes for Georgia State to get on the board at that point in time. And they had scored two points. It took them almost five minutes to hit another bucket. And by that time, they're down 44-32. Uh, so, not a great. Defensively, once again, it was uh, Justin Absent having a big effect on the ball game. Seven blocks, 16 rebounds. He actually shot the ball. Uh, six to seven field goals, three to six from the free throw line. He had a big ball game overall, 15 points. Harkham had 22 points. He hit four threes. Uh, Spillers, he had his, you know, Mr. Do-Everything uh, for the Mountaineers, 13 points, seven rebounds uh, for the Mountaineers. For the Panthers, they had actually five guys in double figures, 
but just defensively, they could not get stops. Uh, again, both teams scored 30 points in the first half. Georgia State scored 41 in the second, but App scored 51. So uh, they just could not uh, stop them. App's, App State finished with, they were only six of, of 18 from three. Georgia State was uh, eight of 19. I guess the difference was the free throws. Uh, App State, 17 to 26. They didn't even shoot them all that well, but they were 17 to 26. Georgia State, only five and nine. Now, that's where your big difference is, a 10-point game and a 12-point differential in a free throws uh, made. So App State, still not. They improved to nine and one. All of a sudden, Georgia State has dropped their fifth in a row. They are four and six in uh, the Sun Belt. Elsewhere yesterday, Marshall, ho, 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 ho. They lost a bad one at home to Old Dominion, 83-76. And this one got away. I believe ODU finished the ballgame on a 20-5 run. Let's see what we got here. (laughs) Yeah. So Kenyon Voiles, or I'm sorry, Kevon Voiles, uh, 5.55 to go, gets an and one, giving Marshall a 71-63 lead with just under six minutes to go. And ODU takes off from there. 20-5 run. Ouch. Not great. At all. If you're Marshall, very impressive as if you're ODU, to be honest with you. They actually held a 41-36 lead at half and, you know, go down eight, not playing well for three quarters of the second half and played well for the last quarter, and they get a win. They're two and eight in the Sun Belt. Marshall, who had entered the day, the week, we'll say, tied for third. They fall to six and four. And all of a sudden, the Cajuns, we got to check this out. Who else? I think what JMU is also tied for third now because they had a big win. So Marshall falls six and four. That's a tough loss at home. Marshall also drops to 11 and 12. And ODU, is that their second win in three ball games? Did I got that right? No, they had lost three in a row. All right. So, although, wow, they've beaten Marshall twice. <laughs> they swept Marshall. That's their only two wins in the Sun Belt. Ouch. That must be a bad matchup uh, for the herd. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, Sending our condolences out to our guy, Richie Riley from South Alabama. Uh, His mother had passed away last weekend, and he's missing this this week's games. Uh, Texas State wins just their second ball game of the season in the Sunbelt, 74-66 against South Alabama. Tough to do it without your coach. But again, what is going on with Isaiah Gator? I do not know. All right, Turbo Jones, 16 points. He led South Alabama. Uh, uh, four different Bobcats in uh, double figures, including Sykes. He led the way with 18. But again, I again, I understand the defensive philosophy that we're going to try and stop Isaiah Gator. I got it. But he scored, what, two Saturdays ago? Let's see if we got a date on this. Two Saturdays ago, the 20th, He scored 25 points against the Cajuns in a losing effort in a game that wasn't all that close in the second half. Scored 25 points on 8 of 14 shooting. 
he has made five field goals since in three ballgames. Five. He is, uh, let's see here, uh, 23. He is five of 23 in his last, five of 23 in his last three ballgames. I do not understand it. He's got 11 points. We can go through all these ball games. You know how many times that Isaiah Gator has not scored 11 points all season long? Didn't score 11 points against Jacksonville State, one for 10, scored three. Didn't score 11 points against Alabama. The whole team scored 46. He scored eight. Every other game, he's got more than 11 points. And in the last three ball games, he's scored 11. Something is off. I don't get it. Nice win for Texas State. Uh, South Alabama drops to three and seven in the conference. Texas State is now two and eight. All right, elsewhere last night, uh, Troy um, beats Georgia Southern. I'm not sure this game was all that close. I think Georgia Southern made a little bit of a run uh, at the end of the first half, but uh, Troy dominated. Someone on the comments said that Troy was only one and seven on the road. Uh, and any road win, you know, I'm not going to say, well, Georgia Southern's only five and 16 entering the game. No, 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 no. They were five and four in the conference. Uh, so any win on the road is a good one. And Troy really, you know, dominated. I think it was 16 to two at one point in time. And uh, Georgia Southern had gotten back in the ball game, trailing by seven, but they, they still, you know, not that great of a run, to be honest with you. They may have gotten within four. They were down by 15. At halftime, Troy beats George Southern, should say the final score, 84-63. Uh, they have may have gotten as close to, let me see, because they did make a run in the second half. See how close they got. It may have been seven. Well, they did get within five. They got within five. That's as close as they got. Once they were down by a bunch. Like, they had... Two points for six minutes. Malik Tidwell had their second bucket at the 1347 mark, making it 16-4. Mm, 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 mm. So Troy with a nice victory, 84-63. Uh, Troy, eight and two, they are in second place in uh, the Sun Belt. James Madison cruises. Probably didn't have that one right. I'm not sure how well I did picking the games on Thursday night. James Madison, a uh, relatively easy victory over Coastal Carolina, 105-67. That's a romp. It was 52-34. That was never a ball game. James Madison stays in a tie for third with the Cajuns, both teams, 7-3. and three. Remember, JMU wins that tiebreaker because they beat the Cajuns in Lafayette. Uh, and I guess that would matter. Here would be the big difference if you get, so it's a double buy if you're a top four seed. And if you get to the semifinals and there's no upsets, which is, will never be the case. Usually it's not the case. The two plays the three seed, right? And the one plays the four. So I'm not sure that it matters. You know, but James Madison, who got swept by App State, it might matter. Well, they would avoid App State until the championship round. Well, maybe give somebody else a chance to knock them off. All right, let's take a time out. When we come back, we'll check out the standings and go over Saturday's action 
<laughs> Big one. Cajuns going for seven in a row themselves. We will do that when we come back on Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. A quick, thank, a quick thanks. Uh, we are continuing to increase the subscribers. Uh, we are starting to get some more responses. You know, December and January are a busy time for some coaches. So hopefully we'll get some more on there. Rumors have it there will be a coach, uh, one of the new football coaches, joining us on Monday. So stay tuned uh, for that. Uh, and then we're trying to get some more basketball coaches uh, as well. So, again, thank you so much for uh, tuning in, continuing to grow the channel. And uh, boy, I'm having a good time. Softball's coming up. And then baseball is not too far behind that. So looking forward to covering those sports as well. Please subscribe on YouTube. And don't forget about those audio podcasts. Wherever you get your audio podcasts, just search Lockdown Sunbelt. And obviously, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are the two most popular. All right, we'll wrap it up with uh, Saturday's basketball action right after this. Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. I say that stuff in my sleep. All right, let's check out what the action is on Saturday. As we mentioned, uh, the Cajuns hosting South Alabama. It's a 7 o'clock ball game. There is a Mardi Gras parade at 6.30. It's a good thing that I know that because I would have gone over there at 6.45 and not seen the first half. <laughs> so we will be, I may get over there, bring some dinner, and get see if I get in at 5.30 and just avoid traffic. So that's a thing around here. All right, so uh, the Cajuns looking to win. They're seventh in a row. Uh, they get South Alabama at home. That was going to be a tough game for South Alabama to begin with. And now they'll be doing it without Richie Riley. That makes it a little bit tougher. All right, Georgia Southern, 5-5. Five and five. They're hosting App State 9-1. and one. I'd say that's a trap game. Not a trap game, but a uh, letdown game, maybe, for App State. Is that a letdown game? They had a nice one on the road against Georgia State. Uh, Georgia Southern uh, coming off a big blowout loss at home to Troy. I'd be surprised if if Georgia Southern, you know, beats App State. They're, they're good. App State is the best team in the conference as of right now. Arkansas State coming off a, a nice win. They're taking on Monroe. Monroe may have more, may have more issues uh, than we realized when you got uh, teammates uh, shoving each other. Uh, Arkansas State coming off a win. They're 5-5. Five and five. Monroe is 3-7. and seven. James Madison, 7-3. and three. They're hosting... ODU, I think Old Dominion had a huge um, crowd for that ball game. Was that a few weeks ago? Let me see. Did they already play at Old Dominion? They did. It. They already did. And JMU won that ball game, seventy-eight uh, sixty-two. So JMU looking for the sweep. Troy taking on uh, Georgia State. Tough to win on the road. Do not care who's playing who. Um, We'll see what happens here. I would still pick Troy, 8-2 and two in the Sun Belt, Georgia State, 4-6. and six. Marshall looking for the bounce back, uh, uh, to, to bounce back after a brutal loss. They're hosting Coastal Carolina. I would think the Herd would be in good shape in this one, 6-4, and four, taking on Coastal Carolina, 3-7. And, seven. and uh, Southern Miss, we'll see if they get Victor Hart back. Uh, Andre Cabello probably not on the road trip, and, and he's still dealing with the after effects of a concussion. Hopefully he's getting better. Uh, Texas State coming off a win. 
They're two and eight. This is one of those games. Southern Miss needs to be careful. If there's no Victor Hart, be careful. Texas State gets a little bit of, I don't want to say momentum, but confidence is the word I'm looking for, right? ULM had won three in a row. Hadn't won a, a Sun Belt game yet this year. They win three in a row before losing to the Cajuns uh, earlier in the week. So Southern Miss needs to be very careful or else they could fall further back in the standings. Let's check out the standings. All right, up top is going to be uh, App State. Uh, they are nine and one. Right behind them is Troy. Uh, they are eight and two. And then you have the Dukes, uh, JMU and the Cajuns, both seven and three. And as we mentioned, JMU is beating the Cajuns, so they have the tiebreaker there. The Herd and Southern Miss are both six and four. It's important for those teams to stay close in case the Cajuns stumble or JMU stumble. They want to be able to get into that top four seeding and have a double bye as well. If they lose ball games that they shouldn't, like maybe Southern Miss just did, it's going to be tougher to get into those things. Again, I still think the Cajuns are going to be on a, it may not be a 10-game winning streak. We'll see what happens when Bowling Green comes into town and they have to go to ODU before they get to App State, but they very well could be on a 10-game winning streak when they face App State in a few weeks. Now, Arkansas State, 5-5 five and five, right behind Marshall and Southern Miss. Uh, they're tied with Georgia Southern, Georgia State 4-6. and six. The Warhawks, Jaguars, and Chanticleers all 3-7, and seven. and the Bobcats and the Monarchs are 2-8. and eight. Should be mentioned, all 14 teams do get in to the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. It, it takes a little bit, and they all play in the same spot, the men's and the women's, so it takes a little bit of time, and you do get an off day in there. As it, It's a little bit odd. <laughs> or they did last year. I'm, I'm sure they still do this year. Uh, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Again, getting the double buy, although that didn't work out for all the teams last year, like JMU, like Southern Miss. Uh, so it is an issue. So these teams, although they may have played a game or two, no one's tired after one game. I'm not sure if people are tired after two games. And if you have an off day in between, you're really not tired. By the time you've played three or four games and the other teams have one or two less than you, then that, that, that'll make a difference. That'll make a difference. All right. Uh, again, we will, uh, we'll, we'll post some stuff here a little bit late today uh, from the uh, senior bowl. We'll get that up here as well. Probably just be, well, we'll put it up on video on, on YouTube and, uh, and then link it to, uh, uh, and put that out on social media. All right. So be on the lookout for that. All right. Everybody have a great weekend again. Uh, be on the lookout for uh, probably Monday. We will be joined. We'll tease it from one of the new coaches, football coaches, joining the Sun Belt. So we'll have to find out who it is come Monday. We probably can't keep a secret all that well. So we'll we'll uh, put out some hints hints throughout the weekend. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Everybody have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. You've been listening and watching Locked on Sun Belt, your team, every day.